بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته Here we are again brothers coming back to deal and discuss with you the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the greatest message from Allah tabarak wa ta'ala to his slaves the message that carried by Jibreel alayhi salam to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to save the human beings from suffering the life of kafirs here we see when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his brothers of Nabiyyin when they came to save the humanity from suffering being far away from their creator subhanahu wa ta'ala we saw how Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam directed his sahaba both his sahaba to be the leaders of this world and they were they spent all their money all their health all their time just to save these human beings from unhappy life in this dunya and to save them from Jahannam in the judgment day then Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam died إِنَّكَ مَيِّتُ وَإِنَّهَمْ مَيِّتُ and Sahaba Gun died also so what happened? finish khalas? deen will be finished? no Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us that this deen is going to be carried by the messenger then his Sahaba then the ulama the whole until the end of this earth carried proclaimed conveyed by these good people we want to be one of them we want to take the message we want to take the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to convey this message to people to kafirs to show them the right way to muslims to show them the correct way this job this business this mission is not free or cheap it's only for good people like you good people who already deserve to carry this mission the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but that's not so easy it's not so easy how much did Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam suffer to proclaim this deen to convey this deen to people for 13 years he was suffering in Mecca from his own people own relatives own tribe suffering a very bad treatment pretty bad name why because he is the messenger of Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chosen him why is he called al-mustafa mustafa in Arabic means the one who is chosen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chosen Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from all the people that time Arabs and then Arabs Persians Byzantines Romans and so on Allah chose that man sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to carry this message because he knew subhanahu wa ta'ala that he is the best person and he is sallallahu alayhi wa sallam why to give this introduction why to start with this way because 
we're going to talk about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tonight in this chapter when he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam rejected exaggerating on him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam let's see this first story two stories actually and both of them or all of them are almost similar Abdullah bin al-Shakhir one of the sahaba radiallahu anhu arraham told us about a story when he came with his people A delegated people from their tribe, Bani Amr, came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to accept Islam and to follow. And when they came, they wanted to show their respect to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So they said, Anta Sayyiduna, Wabnu Sayyidina, and so on. But Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not a regular person. He does not keep silent and say, all right, there are new people in Islam and I don't want to make them afraid or this or that. And he was not tricked also by being exaggerated on sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No. He is a person who is carrying this deen from Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala so he has to explain to people what mistake they are making in the same time. And he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, As-Sayyidullah. He did not accept their exaggeration. Their exaggeration was not accepted by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have another hadith in Al-Bukhari al-Muslim. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to his sahaba, لا تطروني كما أطرت النصارى بن مريم. Do not overpraise me. The meaning of the hadith. Do not overpraise me as the Christian Jew overpraised Isa ibn Maryam. For the Christians, of course. And for the Jews, of course, they, pray, they offer praise. Uzair. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wanted his ummah to be in the middle. وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطَى We do not go too much. We do not go too less. We are in the middle. Someone, when he hears this story and this hadith, you say, okay, then I will call Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam by his name only. Because he said, don't say I am Sayyid. Wrong. This is misunderstanding of the hadith. One of the most important things when we deal with the hadith of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, with the Quran also, is to understand each ayah. And also bring every hadith and ayah together before we give a decision or take an opinion. Here Muhammad Hassan is telling us, telling these people not to say that he is a Sayyid or Sayyid. But there is another hadith, he said, Ana Sayyidu Waladi Adam. Some people say, is this contradicting? Here he said, you say Sayyid, here he said, I am Sayyid. How can, ah, easy and simple. Easy and simple for those people, Allah gave them the capability of understanding this deed. We have to bring them all together, all of these evidences together, study them, and take what we are supposed to do and understand from this hadith. Here in this hadith, if you notice, he did not say, I am not your Sayyid. I am not your Sayyid. No, he did not say this. He said, As Sayyid Allah. Because there is a big difference between the word As Sayyid and the word Sayyid. What's the difference? Sayyid is Sayyid. No. In Arabic, as-sayyid means the only one master. As-sayyid. 
So he said that Sayyidullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But if you say Sayyid, for some people, for some area, that's okay, no problem. That's why we say Sayyid Walad Adam. He's not Sayyid of everything, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, no. He's not Sayyid of sun and this, is no. Here comes the problem with some of the extremist Sufis, when they fall in this problem, they say, he is Sayyid of everything. Then they say he is created before everything. Then they say he is the light of Allah. Then they say he doesn't die. And go on. And they do a stuff. Thinking that they are respecting Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Actually they are insulting Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Salawat Rabbi wa salamu alayhi. To respect Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to obey him. He told us don't say as Sayyid Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No. Muhammad Sayyiduna. Yes. He is our Sayyid. We have no doubt about that. But he is not as Sayyid. As Sayyidullah. He said. Now. What I meant by this is that to say that some Muslims, unfortunately, they go far away in the right, far away in the left, they extreme in this case, or extreme the other side, but we are Ummatan Wasata. We love him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we respect him, but we do not give him the rights of Allah. This is a very dangerous case. People who cannot really distinguish or segregate, they fall into a big problem. That's why they come to the point to say, we can't go and ask Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with Allah or instead of Allah. Then they go to the second step, they will ask their pious person. Then they go to the third step to ask anybody instead of Allah. Why did Arabs worship stations or idols? Rocks. They come and flutter for these rocks, they make tawaf and these rocks. And they ask them instead of Allah. Why did they do this? Because the steps of shaitan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told in his holy book, وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطُوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ Shaitan has steps. And these steps really, if someone is following the steps of shaitan, he will fall into the worst sin that ever a human being could do to be a polytheist, to have polytheism, to worship someone with Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And Arabs, in the time of Muhammad sallam, have already reached this point. They worshipped Hubal, Allat, Al-Uzza, Manat, and so on. Only rocks. They come and worship these rocks instead of Allah or with Allah. You'll be amazed. How is this happening? It's happened. It's happened. It happened because they followed the steps of shaitan. But a Muslim, who is really loving Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, will stop exactly where Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him to stop. And in this hadith, he told us to stop to this point, as Sayyidullah. Don't go any further. Muhammad is Sayyiduna? Yes, he is sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Is he a Sayyid? No, he is not, upon his own words. Now, this story telling us that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is very careful, even in small single pieces of words. So a Muslim really also has to be the same way. In order to understand this deen, the only way is the words of Allah which is in Quran, and the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is another way. There's no other way. No other way. What about the ideas of these Shaykh or this guy or this imam and so on, we like them, we accept them 
has long as. Ah, there is a condition here. A sheikh comes to me and he says, yes, Fulan, this is haram. Don't do it. Okay, Jazakallah khair. You are advising me. Give me the evidence. What's the Quran Sunnah here? If it's your opinion, I'm sorry, I cannot take it. This deen is not the opinions of people. This deen is the words of Allah wa ta'ala and the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Otherwise, no. Why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sahih al-Bukhari, he's telling us, Man ahdatha fi amrina hadha ma laysa minhu, fahuwa rajd. Whoever adds even a small piece of deen into this deen is rejected. Somebody wants to make zikr. Zikr is deen. But he wants to make it differently. Not the way of Muhammad sallallahu Muhammad sallallahu told us after salah, what should you say? Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah three times. Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam and so on. Then you say subhanallah three times or three times or twenty-five times different hadith. Okay? Alhamdulillah the same way. Allah, uh, Allah Akbar the same way. Then la ilaha illallah after the thirty-three. Okay. Very easy and very simple. If someone says no, I will make them forty. And forty better than thirty-three. We tell him wrong. You know no better, no better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Muhammad never said forty after salah. So stop in here. You ask me, I said, 33 is good, 40 is better. No, not better. It's not better at all. It is rejected by Allah, as Muhammad has told us in this hadith. In this case now, to show the love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not to worship Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And not to disobey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To show the love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Well, in kuntum tuhibbuna Allah, fattabi'uni yuhibbukumu Allah. Follow me. Then Allah will love you. Follow me. Then Allah will love you. Will love you. Yes, if you follow Muhammad Allah will love us. If we follow him Allah will love us. But if we do not follow Muhammad if we follow our own desires, or we follow the such and such tariqah, gishti, sahrawardi, naqshabandi, qadiri, dirdari, so on. Allah will love us? No. The only tariqah we are supposed to follow, tariqah of Muhammad Whoever says that the only one else is better than Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he's a kafir. Very simple, very easy. Because the only messenger we receive for this Ummah is Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Even Isa Alaihi Wasallam, even Musa Alaihi Wasallam, even Ibrahim Alaihi Wasallam, if they come in this Ummah, they have to follow Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Upon the own words of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he said, لو كان موسى حيا ما وسعه إلا اتباعي Follow me. يعني if Musa is alive, we have no other choice but to follow Muhammad Allahu Akbar. What about me and you? We are regular people, poor people. We are supposed to follow Muhammad This is the only way. So to respect Muhammad we should respect him the way he wants us to respect him. Not the way somebody will make to respect him. By calling him or asking Allah by his high rank and so on, wrong. We are doing this only the way he told us to do. Right. So he said وسلم, in the end of the hadith, قولوا بقولكم أو ببعض قولكم ولا يستجرينكم الشيطان don't let shaitan seduce you don't let shaitan drive you wrongly you want to do something good but sometimes shaitan will try to drive you wrongly shaitan is not always asking you to do bad things which is known to everybody sometimes he is asking us to do something we think it is good 
Shaitan will come to the person see. He will gauge him. Is he a guy who likes bad things, drinking alcohol, drugs, this, that? He will push him there to that. But if he finds that the guy who wants to make more deal, he, he loves deal, he loves Muhammad Sallam, he will push him to, do, to, to exaggerate. How did Muslims, in so many of this world, worship in grace? Ask yourself this question. I always give an example, I say, just imagine you are having the hand of your five, six years old son going to the masjid, and that masjid is having a grave, worship instead of Allah or with Allah. And your son will ask you, Dad, why is this grave is in here? You will tell him, my son, this is a pious person. We cannot put this pious person with the regular Muslims in the cemetery or graveyard. He's a pious person. MashaAllah, he's special then. Okay, he's special. Then why don't we get benefit of this speciality? Ah, what kind of benefit? Later on, a generation after generation, it will become asking Barakah from this grave, later on asking the grave himself, asking the, Ah, that is exactly what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa told us in the hadith of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma when he told us about Nuh people. What happened? What happened to Nuh people before Nuh alayhi wa He, sallallahu alayhi wa said in this hadith that Nuh, that people after Adam alayhi wa salam, stayed in monotheism, in correct deen, for two centuries. Then, five pious persons died almost at the same time. Names are mentioned in Surah Nuh in this Quran. Waddan, Wasuwa'an, Wayaghutha, Wayaruqa, Wanatra. Five pious persons died almost at the same time. So the people got so sad, it's a big tragedy. So Shaitan came to give them an advice. And who is the smart guy who will listen to the advice of Shaitan, his enemy? إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ فَاتَّخِذُوهُ عَدُوًا Where is the smart guy who listen to his enemy and take his advice from his enemy? Strange thing to happen, but these people listen to Shaitan when he said, Okay, if you bury them in the regular graveyard with the regular people, you will forget them. You will forget their good worshipping. So what should you do? No, bury them in a certain place. Make pictures of them. Make idols for them. That was, that was not in one day, of course. Not one generation, even. So, they obeyed this advice. Later on, some generations coming, then they worshipped them instead of Allah Ta'ala Ta'ala. As, as Muhammad Rasulullah said in this hadith. Now, let me ask the question in here. Those graves who worshipped around, around this world, in the Islamic world now, in Iraq or Syria or India or anywhere in this world, were they worshipped in one day? No. The first of all buried in the masjid because he's a pious person. Next generation, third generation, fourth generation, they start to think that this guy is a pious person, special person. Why didn't we ask Baraka from his grave? Then why didn't we make Qurbani or Sadaqah to this grave? And there are some people who are getting better business of this by taking the money to their bucket, saying, oh, you are... A joke is already said, but actually it's not a joke, it's true, but let's take it as a joke. In Jeddah, here in Saudi Arabia, some hundred years ago, there was a grave of 63 yards long. 63 yards long. And they say, the people who are keeping this grave and gaining money behind this grave, they say, this is our mother's Hawa's grave. 
And if you pass it by, you have to pay money for your mother. Don't be greedy, yaqi. Don't be confused. Pay money to your mother. Masha Allah. And Muslims, poor guys, they pay. Thinking that this is their mother. How is in disgrace? There is nothing in there. It's just a, a trick made by these people to gain money. And they cared about money, but they did not care about the deal of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They did not care that they are driving people to go for polytheism, then they die and they go to Jahannam. And how dangerous is polytheism, ya Abdullah? Think of it. It's not my words, not yours. It's Allah's words, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushrak bih. Shirk is not forgiven. Whatever the person is doing, shirk will not be forgiven. Allah promised by this clear ayah that nobody will be forgiven if he falls into shirk and die as a mushrik. Follow this. Is this easy? Is this easy? وَلَوْ أَشْرَكُوا لَحَبِطَ عَنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ a guy who is doing a lot of good deeds, mashallah, he's a good mutawah, doing every salah in jama'ah, doing more than one salah, or mashallah, sadaqah, zakah, oh. But he's doing small shirk. This small shirk will destroy all of his good deeds upon this ayah. Take another ayah which is stronger than that, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, directed the speech to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, saying, وَلَقَدْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيْكَ وَإِلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ of course, Muhammad will not make shirk. That's for sure. But this is to show us, we poor people, how dangerous is shirk. Polytheism is not so easy. Somebody says, oh, yeah, it's easy. Five riyas you give to the grave of Muhammad Salam. Nah, Habib, this five riyas will destroy all the bees. Just after he's touching the poor barakah from this grave, that means he's destroying his bees. All his good bees are done upon this ayah. La ilaha illallah. So, why Muhammad sallallahu was so strict in the case of even words? Sayyid, what's the problem with Sayyid? No, no way. He sallallahu alayhi wa is always so clear in this case to say, don't fall into this mistake. The other hadith, that Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu, the servant of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa said that some people came, to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and say, Ya Rasulullah, you are the best of us and the son of the best of us and you are our master or Sayyid. Then he says, I tell him, wait. Say it, say some of it, don't let shaitan drive you. I am only Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abdullahi wa Rasuluh, Ya Salam. How Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave us the, 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 the borders. The top border and the, the bottom border. He's Abd, like us. A slave of Allah, not another Allah. Not the son of Allah. Not the third one of the three trinity. He's only a slave. إِنَّمَا أَنَا عَبْدُ فَقُولُ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ Ah, وَرَسُولُهُ Ah, here comes the point now. He's Abd like us, yes, but he's Rasulullah, so he's not like us in this point. He's higher than us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But his highness in here does not touch or reach the Godhood area. No, be careful. When this man called Al-Busiri made his Burda. Burda is a Nata Sharif, as you call him in Urdu. This Nata Sharif is actually a polytheism. He's calling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, telling him that, Ya Rasulullah, you are owning dunya and akhirat, you know everything, you know Allah al-Mahfud, astaghfirullah. 
is only for Allah. He thinks that he is praising Muhammad Sallallahu but actually he is over praising Muhammad Sallallahu and he is disobeying Muhammad Sallallahu when he said, لا تتروني كما أتصل نصارى بالملك. And this guy is over praising Muhammad Sallallahu like the Christians done with Isa ibn Maryam. So he is disobeying Muhammad Sallallahu And poor Muslims, they think that if you say this in the Nilad of Muhammad Sallallahu then you are praising Muhammad Sallallahu you show your love to Muhammad Sallallahu And those people who do not make this, they, uh, they don't like Muhammad Sallallahu They hate Muhammad Sallallahu Astaghfirullah. Loving Muhammad Sallallahu is just to say some words in one night of the whole year. What about the rest of the year? Are we covering the Christians? They go to... The best, okay, the, 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 the Christians who are so religious, their deen is one hour in a week, in Sunday. They go to this church and they hear the priest garbage words, then they go out. That's the deen. These Muslims are trying to copy them in this case, and they are worse than Christians in this case, because they remember Muhammad is only one night in the whole year. But the rest of the year they don't care about Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they don't follow Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They do not obey Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Salam, it's easy. If I tell you that, okay, I'll give you a job, you have to bring someone night the whole year, and your salary monthly is this much. Well, it's a fantastic job, yeah. Very easy job. All I have to come is one night, the whole year, the whole year. And salary is coming to you, to your account. Well, this is a good job. But it's not a good job. Because Muhammad Hassan did not do it this way. He told us Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to remember Allah every minute and to make salat on him every time. And whenever we make one salah on Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah will make two for us. Where can you find it? In one, what bank who's going to give you for one riyal, ten riyals? Find it. Can you? You can't. One salah on Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will be two salah for you. MashaAllah. Say 10 salah, 100. 100 salah, 1000. And you are no better than Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Ya Salam. Put this in mind. But that remembering of Muhammad Sallallahu is not one day in the year. But it's almost every day. In fact, every salah. When you make in the salah, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad. You are gaining 10. When you answer the adhan, Making salat on him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You are gaining ten. So five times a day for Adan, five times a day for salah. How many? Ten day, times. One hundred salah on you every day. Who is more generous than Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala? No one. Al-Kareem, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Alas here, he is telling us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Allah, Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when these people came to him and said, start to say these things, he told them, don't do this. He said, I am Muhammad ibn Abdullah, Abdullah wa Rasuluh. Two borders. Don't go higher, don't go lower. He is, sallallahu alayhi wa abd wa rasul. You gather them together, then you know how, he, how great is this man, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But you didn't give him the rights of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So clear and so easy. And he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَمَا أُحِبُّ أَنْ تَرْفَعُونِي فَوْقَ مَنْزِلَةِ الَّتِي أَنْزَلَنِ اللَّهِ I do not like you to overpraise me or put me in a level or status that Allah Ta'ala did not put me in. Don't. I don't like that. Why do we do things that he doesn't like? Does Muslims say that we make Muhammad Sallallahu higher than he's supposed to be? No, ya. He himself does not like that. So we're doing something he doesn't like? Is this correct? 
Hujaz means the place where you put your belt. He's saying that I'm taking your belt like this, not to fall into Jahannam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then, if I want to show my love to this man, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I should show it the correct way. The way he likes. The way Allah likes, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not the other way. That's what the case of this. Subhanallah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his job actually is to drag or bring this ummah to the right track. Not only this, but also to save them from going wrong this way or this way. He wants them to be in the right track. وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطًا لِتَكُونُوا شُهَدَاءَ عَلَى النَّاسِ This ummah is wasat. No exaggeration, no disrespect. But in the middle. So we will respect him, we will love him, we will call him by his own beloved name. Comes a problem here. Somebody says, You, you, you Saudis do not respect Muhammad in Salah. You do say, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad in Salah. You say only, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Is this disrespect? No, this is respect. Because he, he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, told us to say it. He told us to say this. He told us to say this in Salah. We cannot change it, ya akhi. Is it, is it, is it correct way to change what he told us to do? What to say? Ibn, Ibn Mas'ud said that Muhammad Sallam taught us, and taught me, tashahud, my hand is between his hands. Yani there's no way to forget anything or miss anything. He put the hand of Ibn Mas'ud between two of his hands, وسلم, And he taught him how to make tashahud. And tashahud part of it also after Fatu Muhammad Sallam. So we told Salat al-Ibrahimiyyah to say Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad. So we are obeying him the way he told us. Say, what about out of Salah? Oh yes, go ahead. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidi Muhammad. He is my Sayyid. Sayyidi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yes. But in Salah, no. In Salah, he is my Sayyid, but I say, I only say what he told me to say. Exactly the way he said. Say, somebody say, okay, if I change the way, will this make Muhammad angry? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yes. Prove it. Easy. Jabir ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu was Muhammad s.a.w. told him or explained to him or taught him how to make dua before sleeping. So Jabir he repeated the dua with a little bit of changing. He said no. Say it this way. Why? Because Muhammad s.a.w. is an accurate person. He s.a.w. wants us to be the right track. Any changing could change the meaning. That means Allah may not be so pleased with us. We have to obey Allaha Independently. Also independently. Not independently. Depending on Allah. Words and Muhammad So we obey Allah wa ta'ala? Yes. Independently. We obey Muhammad Totally independently also. Obeying ulama or umara, the leaders, we will obey them, but in one condition. They are not contradicting the words of Allah and Muhammad sallallahu The only one to be obeyed totally is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only one of human beings to be totally is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rest of people, sahaba, tabi'een, ulama, imams, so on, will be obeyed and followed only if they are not contradicting the sharia of Allah wa ta'ala.
So if Adam comes to you and says, this thing is halal, go ahead and take it, make sure that he's not contradicting. Of course, usually you don't. Usually, you they don't. But he may make mistakes. They are human beings and they make mistakes. So in this case, now I have to be careful to see what is his evidence in this. If he has no evidence or he misunderstood the evidence and there is a stronger word of the other imam, I will take the other imam. I always give this in point when we talk about, when we talk about these four major imams, Rahimahumullah, Abu Hanifa, Shafi'i, Malik, Ahmed ibn Hanbal, when we say this, we love them, we respect their school of thought, but we do not worship them. Ah, we do not get fanatic with them. We love them, yes, but we don't get fanatic. The only one who will obey totally is Muhammad bin Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if my imam, Ahmed bin Hanbal, makes mistakes, and he made mistakes, of course, I will not follow him. Because Muhammad وسلم, is more important to me than, than Ibn Hanbal. Right? Now, Ibn Hanbal, as we said, I think also Hanafis, they say that if you are in Salah, you put your hands on your bullet button or beneath that. But there, are, there is a stronger hadith to tell us that to put your hands on your chest. So Sheikh bin Baz, the mufti of this land before, long time ago, before he died, rahimahullah, he said, take the other hadith. Put your hands on your chest. He's humble, yeah, but still, you say no. Ahmed bin Hanbal is not my Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He's not my Rasul. My Rasul is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad, this hadith is stronger with Malik, I think. They put their hands in their chest. And the hadith with Malik is stronger than the hadith with Hanbal is. Khalli Hanbal is aside here and put your hands in your chest. Because we're not worshipping Ahmed bin Hanbal. We're not worshipping Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but we're worshipping Allah by the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We're not worshipping Allah by the words of Ahmed bin Hanbal, no. We're worshipping Allah by the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, by the teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, by the bath of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What is the importance of this case when a Muslim really think of it? Each one of us wants eagerly to be in the right track in the bath of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and also will be in Jannah in the judgment day. Right? Right. What is the way to do this? To follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To obey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Easy and simple. Very easy and simple. That's why we say this deen is not complicated like the Christians have changed their deen. Christians, when they call people who are not Christians, like in Africa, they say, turn off your minds and follow me. Do not question. If you ask them, you say that, one and three and three and one. Three gods are one and one god is three. How is this? Don't ask questions. Just follow me. How can I follow you? Yeah, you want me to, to burn out of my mind and follow you? That's all. This deen of Islam, alhamdulillah, is very clear. Even a Bedouin who come from the desert, who knows nothing except the sheep and camels, he comes to Muhammad sallam and he hears Quran, he understands it and he goes for it. It's very easy and very simple. Just one ayah, two ayahs will make the person accept Islam because he knows Arabic. Or, any person, yes, and that happened in Africa, by the way, once one da'ya, one good man like you, he went there for da'wah. And he went to one African tribe who accepted Christianity before. So he came to the leader of this tribe and he sat down with him and he explained to him that this is Islam, this, this, this. He said, how's that? This is very simple. He said, yes. He said, but our deen is very complicated. Yani, three and one and one and three, uh, we don't know. He said, this is right. You are a human being. You have a Lord. You have a creator. This creator sent you someone with Quran. 
توشبهم تشوي هات توشبهم وليقصد كشيء كيف؟ so the leader of the tribe and the people of the tribe accepted Islam by one man. Although Christians before that they paid a lot of money, millions of dollars to make this tribe in Christianity. They made hospitals, this that to fill their changed deen of Christianity. And these people poor, they accepted it. But when they saw the light of Islam with one man and no money, they reverted back to the Islam because they know this is the simplest and easy. One Lord, one Ilah, one Creator subhanahu wa ta'ala. He does not talk to his place directly. He sent someone to us to call us to him, to worship him the way he wants, so he will save us in dunya and akhirat. Easy and simple. So if you talk to a person who is living in jungles, or you talk to a doctor who is a professor, both of them have no other way to, ac- to run away except to accept this thing. Unless they are, of course, they don't want it, this another case. What is the end of this? Let's say the summary. As our brothers, give us a summary in the end of the verse. The summary is very simple and easy. Muhammad wanted you, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to worship Allah the correct way. And he told you also, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not to overpraise him. Not to, to be in the middle. Love him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Call him your sayyid. He is sayyidina, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But the only sayyid is Allah. That's it. Very clear and very easy. Alhamdulillah. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Salam alaikum. Okay. Okay. Let me just come to this question from the point of the word ilah. What does it mean? In Arabic, ilah means the one who is worshipped with love and respect. Okay? The one who only one deserves to be worshipped. Actually, if you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself in his own holy book, calls the false ilah as God. فَمَا أَغْنَتْ عَنْهُمْ آلِهَتُهُمْ Ah, so he calls them God. That's why we say, never say God. This is wrong. Why? Because you can add it, right? So you say God. He's only one, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he's the only ilah, so say Allah. When we understand the true meaning of la ilaha illallah, the correct meaning, then we will be in the right track. What is the true meaning? Let me just repeat this twice or three times because it's very important. The meaning of la ilaha illallah, the correct meaning of la ilaha is none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. None has the right to be worshipped except Allah. Why, why say this way? Go so long. Why can't you translate it to no God but Allah? Because it's not true. There are gods. False gods, yes, but Allah calls them God. So if you say no God but Allah, you are contradicting reality. Reality is there. The Buddha is a God. Jesus is a God, uh, Dollar is a God, uh, Brahma, Siva, Krishna, these things are also God. But they are false gods. So in this case we say, none has the right to be worshipped but Allah Taala. Some Muslims unfortunately they make the meaning of la ilaha illallah, no creator but Allah. No true creator but Allah. Again this is incorrect meaning of la ilaha illallah. 
Because if it was this meaning, then Abu Jahl will be a Muslim. Abu Lahab will be a because they accept this. They accept that no creator but Allah. Who said so? Allah! Himself subhanahu wa ta'ala said in his holy book, وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهَمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَيَقُلُنَّ اللَّهِ Ah! They don't have any objection. They never had any objection that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator and sustainer of the universe. Never. But they had a big objection on saying that the only deserve, one deserves to be worshipped is Allah. They say no. Clear, inshallah? Exactly. No more questions? This is an ayah of Allah Tawarqa Ta'ala in the Holy Book. When someone is taking his hawa, his desires, obeying every time himself asking him or for a desire. Himself telling him drink alcohol, he goes for it. Do this, he does this. Make dinner, he makes dinner. Then he, what he's doing? Is he worshipping Allah or worshipping himself? He's worshipping his hawa. So, this worshipping now could lead to kufr. Major kufr. Outside the Major, major, major politicism. Because he is obeying totally his hawa. But people are not always to, going to the extent. Sometimes they obey the hawa, sometimes they don't. So they are not covered in this case. They are not totally polytheists in this case. They are having some polytheism which is very dangerous. They must repent to Allah before they die. But you cannot say that they are worshipping hawa, so they are polytheists and they are they having major polytheism, so they are also Islam. That's not so easy. But Allah Taala is, is warning in this ayah everyone not to allow himself to drive into the wrong way against Allah Taala's orders. So if a person is, is like, let's say among Sahaba, a man called Ma'iz al-Aslam. Ma'iz he made zina. Sahabi he made zina. Of course we understand that this Sahabi followed his hawa in this case. Can you say he's a kafir? Astaghfirullah. Muhammad Sallallahu himself made shahada for him that he is in Jannah. Subhanallah. He made zina and he goes to Jannah? Yes. Because Muhammad said that he made a big tawbah. Tawbah that if it's given to most of these people in there, it will be enough for them. Same thing for that lady who made zina with her, with her called Al-Ghamidiyya. When some Sahaba threw rocks into her and she, uh, some of her blood came into his face or his clothes, he cursed her. So Muhammad said, don't. والله لقد تابت توبة لو وزعت عليها المدينة لوسعتهم. She made one توبة if it spread to all Medina people it would be enough for this. الله أكبر. So this case now they obeyed their hawa in certain minutes. And Muhammad Hassan told us that a person who is making zina, a person who is drinking alcohol, a person, a person who is stealing, in that certain time is not a mu'min anymore. لا يزني الزاني حين يزني وهو مؤمن. ولا يسرق السارق حين يسرق وهو مؤمن ولا وجدت الله؟ ها؟ لا فرقت. طيب. So in this certain time he is not 
المؤمن هز ايمان الاب He's not a kafir, he's not a polygamist, he's a Muslim only. This case will drive us to the case now, what's the difference between Islam, Iman, Ihsan? Three levels of deen. This is another case, it's already mentioned in here before in this masjid, and you can find it in our website if you like to hear it. Hopefully, inshallah, we'll discuss this also, inshallah, in the next verse, uh, about the three fundamentals of Islam, Al-Rasul Al-Salatah, inshallah, soon, probably after one month from now, we'll finish this verse, inshallah, we'll start. Another book called The Three Fundamentals. We'll talk about this case, inshallah, in detail. Yes, go ahead. Okay. First of all, a da'iyah must be so smart to level things. Should I start calling people for siwak, fazail a'mal? Should I start with asking people of doing salat al-duha? No. How Muhammad Sallallahu did it? He is the best person ever walked in earth, who practiced this case. He started with the major case with La ilaha illallah. Remember, he sallallahu alayhi wa spent 10 complete years in Mecca before Hijrah of three years also. Talking about nothing. No salah, no soul, no hajj, no zakah. Only La ilaha illallah. What does that mean? Big wisdom, ya Big wisdom. That he sallallahu alayhi wa was told and ordered by Allah to talk about no salah, no soul, no hajj, no zakah. Only about La ilaha illallah. Why? To make the base. The foundation of the building, a human being building. When Tawheed is clear in these hearts of these people, then themselves they will not go and make this celebration. They will not go to the grave. They will not do anything. First of all, build this case, the foundation of La ilaha illallah into the heart. Let them understand correctly, then they will go and clear all of these. You don't have to go through these details. So what I mean is this. Adaya, like you, Jazakallah khair, should always put in mind that where is the correct starting? The correct starting is the way of Muhammad Study his life. How did he make da'wah? How did he, what priority he made, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and follow it. Then you will be in the right track. For da'wah. Yes, sir. Yes, Okay. Actually, not so with only. Lots of people, lots of ulama even. They defined La ilaha illallah. Majority of them who made a mistake in this, they say La ilaha illallah means no true creator except Allah. There's another, okay. There's another wrong one also. But what I mean is that there are ulama who say that La ilaha illallah means no creator but Allah. The sentence is correct, but this is not the meaning of La ilaha illallah. If we say that this is the meaning of La ilaha illallah, as we said, then Abu Jahl is a Muslim. Abu Lahab is the Muslim. Is it true? It's important. It's not true, of course. Because Abu Jahl and Abu Lahab, they, they accept. They admit that the only creator is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? As I told you in the holy book. If you mean the other meaning, which is that no God in this world except Allah, then this is another problem. Because this contradicts reality. Reality says there are gods. Even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the holy book, there are gods. No, they say there, there is no existence in the 
Whereas, oh, that's even a worse one. You know, this, this is called Ittihadis. Ittihadis means that they say, everything in this world is Allah. This microphone is Allah. This book is Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. Then they say that the pig is Allah, Astaghfirullah. Major kufr. That's called Ibn Arabi. Ibn Arabi is, is, is a, a, a very deep Sufi, extremist Sufi, was born in, in uh, Syria and died in there. And he has some strange books that if you read it, you will die. He said some bad things that about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, Allah is the, is the slave and the slave is Allah. Something you cannot believe it. Trying to say that, as you said, no, nothing exists in this world. No existence is except for Allah. So everything in this world is Allah. Did Muhammad Hassan say so? Astaghfirullah. He never said that. Muhammad Hassan clearly told us that there is a Lord, there is Ilah, there is a Creator, and there are slaves. One of the slaves is Muhammad Hassan, who is chosen among them, and he became a messenger. Higher position. But there is no way to put them together, merge Allah with his faith, a'udhu billah. There is another problem with the service that is called al-hulul. Al-hulul, which is say that Allah is inhalting into human beings. One of them called al-hallaj, al-hallaj was killed in the year of 300 something. He used to say, a'udhu billah, what's in this stove is Allah. He said Allah inhalts into him, so he became... Like Isa, the Christians say, part of human and part of God. From where they get this? From their crazy minds. From the covering around. That's why you can find easily in Sufi, extremist Sufis, they find that they are covering the Hindus, the Buddhists, this, that. Even the Christians. Why the Christians, they have their own uh, monasteries outside of the cities doing nothing but ibadah, as they say. No marriage, no this, no... From where they get this? It's not even in the teachings of Isa alayhi salam. But this deen is very simple and very easy. It is actually a practical deen. You are living in this dunya, you are eating, you are sleeping, you are going to work, and you are a Muslim. Listen to In fact, you can make all of these things to be a worshipping for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Eating is a worshipping. Ishhal. And you bring a capsule like this and eat a... It's a worship. I was living as long as I, my niya, my intention is to eat to make body strong enough for other ibadah. Allah, this is ibadah. That's why you can't see, put a food in front of three people, one of them is making ibadah, the other one is not making anything, no ibadah, it's mubah, the third one is making sin by eating. Three guys in the same place, they're doing the wrong thing, different things, yes. This guy was eating to make his body strong for the worshipping of Allah is making ibadah. The other guy who is eating just because he is hungry, that's halal, no problem. No, de- no good deed, no bad deed. The third guy who is eating to make his body strong enough muscles to kill people or to attract women, he's making a sin. They are eating the same rice, the same cup, as you call it. Right? So actually, this deen is very simple and easy. You can make all your life. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said so. He told us in the hadith that People who are praying in the same row, behind the same imam, they don't have the same salah. Some of them their salah is all up to the arsh. Some of them their salah is just thrown in their face. They are praying behind the same imam, yeah. But, ah, intention is there. The way of doing the salah is the way of Muhammad or not. 
We have to have correct intention. We have to have also correct following. فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا Two conditions. No good deed will be accepted unless these two conditions are available. Only for Allah, only the way of Rasulullah. If it's not for Allah, this is hypocrisy. If it's not the way of Rasulullah, this is bid'ah, novelty. Not accepted. So it has to be the way of Rasulullah. It has to be for only for Allah. This is loyalty or sincerity. This has to be the way of Rasulullah. I want to admit Salah. Yes, he told me, صلى الله عليه وسلم, in Hadith, which is in Sahih al-Bukhari, صلوا كما رأيتموني أصلي. Pray the way he saw me pray. We did not see him, but Sahaba told us how he prayed. In fact, they tell us that his beard is moving in Salah. يعني they gave us every single move of him, صلى الله عليه وسلم. So we want to study the way he made Salah, صلى الله عليه وسلم, with our correct intention. We gather them both, then we make Salah. You can see people are having problems in both now. Some of them are now have no good intention. They're doing salah just because the society enforced them to do salah. Or he's doing salah just because it's the habit he's doing. Because he has the habit too. As long as he, uh, then he goes in Mecca, he goes to Masjid Allah Akbar. And he doesn't know what he says. He remembers when he says Allah Akbar, then he remembers he says Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullah. What's inside Allah Akbar? Habitual. Habitual salah. It's not salah, ibadah. No, it's habitual salah. So we actually need only to discuss these cases so many times, but I don't want to take much of your time, but this is, these are very important cases we have to remember. Sheikh, I have a question. Yeah, sure. uh, Sheikh, my close relatives are too much into shirk. Can you please tell me how to bring them out of shirk? And, and what actions do you suggest in order to convince them and I'm very worried that Allah will question me when I die. Why did uh, I did not tell them? First of all, Jazakallah Khair for this question. Jazakallah Khair for your attention. Jazakallah Khair for your uh, worrying about your relatives falling into shirk. And also to remind you that you are not Allah. You are only the slave of Allah. And you are carrying the mission of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So do your best. Try to convey this thing to these people. But be careful. When you want to tell these people how to be far away from shirk, don't just push it in their faces. Because they may kill you. Just go, try to go to Ajmer, or Sayyid Madani, or Shah Jalal, or this or that, and tell people you are mushrik, you are going to Jahannam. I don't think you can finish the word Jahannam before you, go, you die. Because these people are ready to kill you. So what am I supposed to do then? Easy and simple to say that, just Start from the way Muhammad sallallahu started. Explain them that Muhammad sallallahu is the best person ever walked on earth sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he told us to do so, not to do so. Show them Quran and Sunnah. Simply and easy, piece by piece. If you cannot face them all, take them one by one. Find these good people like Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he was in Mecca. He used to choose the good ones and talk to them about this thing. It's the same way. Now we are facing, especially if you are in an area where people are really fond of this such and such calendar bar. What God is going to do? Don't face them. Take them piece by piece, one by one. Bring this guy. Jazakallah khair. You are a very good guy. You are a mashallah good Muslim. But Muhammad Hassan told us this. Allah told us this. He told us not to do so. What is happening in this place is not correct. Ah, piece by piece. Then, yani, a fantastic news I always receive, alhamdulillah, from Sheikh Mtiyaz and other brothers that people are changing. Alhamdulillah, people are changing piece by piece. Don't think that. Like this will change the whole world. You can't. 
That's even Muhammad Hassan did not do this. Muhammad Hassan spent 23 years for da'wah. Or about me and you. All we have to do is just do our best, try to show these people the right way. And if they accept or not, don't be worried. Muhammad Hassan told us in the hadith that some, some anbiya, some messengers of Allah, some prophets of Allah will come in the judgment day with no followers. No followers. Some anbiya is one follower, two followers only. Anbiya, yaqi, they receive wahi from Allah and nobody follows them. So do you think you and I will be having a lot of followers just because we say one, two words, three words? No, we have to do a lot of hard work for this deal. But also remember that even nobody follows you, nobody accepted what you say, you are already receiving the reward of Allah Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Allah is very generous, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The most generous, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he gives you for every effort you do for this deen, is rewarding you. And this reward you will be happy with, inshallah, on the day when you take your book with your hand. Right hand. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِيَمِئْنَةِ يَا سَلَامٍ He's having that day, he's in his book, because in the judgment day, the scale show that his good deeds are heavier, so his book will come. To his right hand. فَمَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَهُوَ فِي عِيشَةٍ رَاضِيَةٍ جَنَّةٍ وَمَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ اللَّهُ سَعَانَ فَأُمُّهُ هَارِيَةٍ His mother is Jahannam. So what I say is that, do your best. Easy by easy. Peace by peace. One day buy a word, one day buy a book, one way buy a booklet, buy a CD, buy... How many? Just do not feel bored. Just continue. Continue. Until... You do your duty, then Allah will not punish you for not calling them, as you said in the last of the, or the end of the question. Yes. Another question, uh, same brother, that how to increase khushu in salah? Okay, khushu in salah, does not start in salah itself. Start before salah. Start before salah when you are at home making wudu. Remember that, why you are making wudu. Remember how to do wudu exactly the way Muhammad told you. Remember that wudu is ibadah itself. So you're doing ibadah. Then remember you stood to the masjid. Each step you are going to be rewarded. One step up, a good deed. One step down, bad deed will go. Remember that when you are coming to the masjid, put in mind that you will make amr ma'roof nahi an munkar. When you see people are gurgling in, in the outside of the street, say, Assalamu alaikum, salah jazakum Allah khair. Come early to salah. Because when you come to early to salah, then you will pray two rak'ahs, the respect of masjid, tahiyyat al-masjid. Sit down and read some ayat. Bring your heart there. Then you will stand up for salah with a full khushu'ah. But if someone is coming running for the salah, he just have a problem and, and he's quarreling with somebody and he comes to salah, Allah Akbar. Where is khushu'ah? Impossible. Because he's already still connected with life outside of the masjid. He just came now. He still has the problem in his mind with this guy who outside the masjid or at home and so on. He came late, he came to the masjid, he gained over with, with, with Imam. Imam will finish the Allah before he can control himself and bring his khushu'ah. So it's important for us to start from the time where Adhan or even before Adhan. I told you before that I have some good brothers I know, like you, mashallah. They make alarm in their clocks before Adhan, five to ten minutes. Before Adhan. When they hear the alarm, they go and they make their wudu before Adhan. When Adhan comes, they are already wudu. So they answer the Adhan. And they make salat to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And they come to the masjid slowly and easy. Step by step. They make our ma'roof, nahi munkar. He comes and pray to rak'at for the masjid. Then he sit down and recite some Quran. Then iqama there and he's ready. 
his heart is ready and he is already forgotten the dunya. So who should do that? May Allah Ta'ala accept. Yes, sir. By heart. Yeah. Because, yeah. Oh, that is, is not in Saudi. <laughs> you have to advise him after Salah. Yeah, because if you start to push him like this, you are losing your khushwa. So it's better to prove him after Salah. You can stop them and say, Jazakallah khair. It's incorrect to make too much movement. But be careful because. Some people, especially Hanbalis from Saudi Arabia, especially, they say, uh, in Hanafi Madhab, I think, and some other Madhab, they say, three movements are Salah's bottom. I remember this. Some Madhab, they say, three movements, then Salah is rejected. This, there's no evidence for that. And our ulama say, no, there's no evidence to say three movements. So, the movement you will do as much as you need, if you are, if you must. And they give the evidence of Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa he was praying, carrying his uh, granddaughter, what's her name? Is, is Umama? Umama. Huh? Umama. Daughter of Zay- his, his, his uh, daughter Zainab. Of course, a person is carrying somebody in Salah, what will he do? He will make a lot of movement. Now he's making Salah and he's sit down and he puts her and he carry her again. There's a lot of movement. But as we said, if it's necessary, do it. If the movement is necessary, do it. If not, try to be in your Salah and forget everything else. And this guy, you know, he should after salah, and he, with a smile, Jazakallah khair, may Allah accept your salah, but this is incorrect. Too much movement means you'll, you'll destroy your khushu, you'll destroy my khushu and the other khushu, and maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish you for that. Jazakallah khair. We must. Because if the gap is this much, shaitan will come in. Yes, move. Okay, this is a good point in here. Some brothers, especially from Hanafi Madhab, they believe that you are not supposed to move in Salah, any movement. Even if your mobile is making a lot of noise, don't touch it. Subhanallah You hear this music in the masjid, astaghfirullah yaqi. In masjid, music, shaitan, voice, and he doesn't move. After Salah, why, why don't you start up your mobile? Well, I am Salah, I cannot move. Allahu Akbar. What kind of understanding is the deen of this? Yeah, this is a must movement, you have to stop your mobile. In fact, you are supposed to stop it from before masjid. But just imagine you forgot it, what will you do? If I forget my mobile without putting it in, in, in silence, and I come to masjid, and it starts, then I have to stop it. But why? Question comes in here, why do I have to put it in music? Some music, dancing music. Not a regular music even. Subhanallah, Allah, I'm amazed. Some brothers, they have a dancing music in their mobile. And why do I start? We are, are we in a masjid or in a bar? Astaghfirullah, ya ishada. Why do we have to put music in our mobile? Ya khi, put a regular ring, 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 anything, it's available, alhamdulillah, free. No, no, they have a mind, they have to put the song, they think of Kumar and Umar and so on. Ishada, astaghfirullah. La ilaha illallah, ya khi, do we have to have these things? Our mobiles, ya khi, especially, just even if I'm in work or in street and my mobile starts to make this noise or this shaitan voice. A Muslim who is going to masjid and he have these things. If you have to, put it in the, in the, in the regular tunes or rings. And if you forget one day, it will be a problem. I can turn it off directly. You didn't have to stop saying that. I am in Salah, I want to move. 
it. For the case of gab, it's pretty must. Because Muhammad told us that if there's a gab like this, then shaitan will get in. So we have to stick. But how much sticking? Again, this is another problem. We have some people who are going to extreme in these cases. They start to bother you pushing your foot. He was pushing you. This is, you are, you are destroying my khushua. Making, yani together in the salah means you are the same, same aqab. You know aqab? Aqab, yani the end of the, of, 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 of the foot should be the same. But not to have to touch. Some people are sensitive. If you touch them, they start to feel, yani, so just a bit closer. Close enough not to touch, but not too far away. Close. Let's go to the building and get into there. That's it. Okay, sorry, that's it. Jazakumullah khair for listening. We took so much time for your time tonight. Jazakumullah khair. We'll see you, inshallah, next week. Barakallah fiqh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.